The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. Who, sir, are you? I am the producer. I'm Matt Duncan, and I'm here to have fun and talk about basketball. And uh, how you doing, Fred? Uh, I'm doing very good. Uh, my Christmas tree is hanging it's in. It's just fucking glowing back there, bud. <laughs> it's looking good. Uh, so is your um, deep V on oh, your Oh, fuck, shirt. yeah. I got the, yeah, I've, I got a summer vibe going today if you're checking out the YouTube, folks. It's, uh, I mean, it's worth checking out the YouTube overall with the episode, too. A lot of great backgrounds with the guests, you know, uh, very vivid to look at, if I may say. And anyone is into to hairy chess, um, <laughs> Matt, you know, you can ride on the back of a snowblower, but there's no seatbelt. So you got to hold on to the chest there. You know what I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> oh. I'm going to get you. I just decided um, when we get big, a snowblower motorcycle. Oh, I thought you were going to say another manscaping set. So I have two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you a chest wax. When we make it big, buddy, Harold's cat of a chest. Anyhow, we've we've digressed a bunch. Um, thanks for listening to the pod, everyone. Thank you. Uh, you know, sharing, subscribing. Uh, we've been growing. So we honestly really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, whichever way you want to help. Uh, but, you know, if people don't know and they want to know, what are yeah. like all the, the regular and irregular avenues people can help us uh you know on our twitter and instagram we've got our link tree there in the bio click that that goes to it'll give you the options to go everywhere that's our website our podcatchers the sonar network which is the the podcast network that we're on as well as you know if you want to buy a toque i was actually just uh fantasizing about maybe getting some mugs or something i don't know maybe that's in the future goodness I was yeah. thinking about mugs this morning. Yeah. My coffee with your form with your former podcast. I was oh like, yeah. Oh, man, this mug's huge. <laughs> uh, like, it's a big, big mug. mug. Yeah, it is a big mug. <laughs> yeah. Actually that podcast still going on, but uh, you, you don't have to check that out. That's a weird health one that I do, but uh, check it out. <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. Plug the pod. Uh, podcast fat boy is uh, my first ever podcast. And I, you know, talk about, uh, you know, health stuff and, you know, uh, different uh, fitness routines that are popular right now. You know, the fitness industry is a, a very, uh, you know, they make a lot of money and there's a lot of silly mm-hmm. stuff. So I talk about that. You know, I also do, you know, I'll go on a rant about how much I hate Kirk Cameron or something too sometimes. So good, I like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a real mix of weirdness. No, yeah. Stick with the Kirk Cameron stuff. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. But back to our links, you know, go to dunkspodcast.com. We do have that beautiful looking, you know, teenage skateboard of links there. You know, all the decals, click on the decals and it'll take you where you want to go. And our Patreon, and whatnot please if you can support we would love it 
Uh, maybe we'll get the premium StreamYard account one day if we get enough money. Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? Hey. <laughs> hey, we could do big things. Maybe, you know, we could... I don't know. I was going to make a Tony Hawk skateboard joke. Sorry. It just <laughs> it fully fell apart. Uh, but uh, thanks for, for queuing us up so good, Matt. Um, I feel like we're, we're basically ready to go, but uh, I will just say before we, we, we get going on the pod here during quickish questions, uh, I, yeah. I, I do, I do read all the questions. I should pre-read some of them. Um, <laughs> one of the questions was in regards to uh, Myers Leonard who was recently, uh, I think, recorded, or the audio, anyhow, Mm -hmm. on uh, Twitch stream uh, saying anti-Semitic and racist and misogynistic uh, and homophobic uh, stuff. So it was uh, not good. And uh, someone (laughs) asked what his punishment might be. And I asked Matt, who who hadn't learned about the situation yet. uh, So it was an unfair unfair (laughs) ask of me. You know um, what? It's okay. You're all you're you forgiven, know? Fred. Yeah, I now I know. Okay. Freddie sent me the link, and uh, wow, way worse than I thought. And uh, that's I, I, this guy wasn't even really on my radar in the NBA. So now I know. Yeah, well, now he is. And now you know. Hopefully, he goes off of your radar because we don't we don't need that shit. Him, no. You know. No. Uh, but yeah, I think without further ado, we're ready to go. So uh, let me just say, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, defund the police. And email your city councilors, call your city councilors, get in their ear, get, you know, uh, in front of their eyes, do what you got to do. And and Matt, if you feel like we're ready to get this pod going, please, sir, just give me the words. Okay. Okay. Let's bring on guest number one. Uh, pumped to get this pod rolling. Uh, he's done the pod a bunch of times before. Uh, you might know him from CBC's Ming, Ming's Dynasty. Uh, he's a hilarious improviser, comedian. Um, you know, you might also know him from commercials that are out there, but I'll, I'll let him spill the beans on that. Uh, and lastly, you might know him from being the most hardcore fan of the ball family that I know. Well, I don't know if that's like all of like Lonzo and the rest, but it's mostly Lonzo. Anyways, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Anthony Hall. That's me, Anthony Hall, a.k.a. Anthony Hall Ball. Am I a part of the Ball family? Sure. Sounds good. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Lonzo, of course, as everybody uh, who is into the lore of the Confederacy of Ducks podcast knows. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, I'm becoming a big fan of LaMelo as well. LiAngelo, forget about him. Okay, I'm glad you named. Is it is it LiAngelo? Yes, because I like right when I was doing your intro, I was like, okay, I guess my brain, my ADD brain says I got to list off the whole Ball family, <laughs> and I started going down that road, and I was like, I don't know the middle one's name. I'm backing out. And I just like <laughs> so, so just just showing you guys how the sausage is made in my brain. Um, but uh, yeah, you've been consistent with your Ball love, uh, the Ball family. Yeah. Um, I think they're great. And I think um, very quickly, LaMelo has surpassed Lonzo, uh, which upsets me a little bit, but uh, is, you know, great at the end of the day for LeVar 
and the big baller brand. Oh, the big baller brand is a big baller success, I think. Um, and, and, you know, Leangelo, like he's gotten, I think Detroit released him, but a 10-day contract's nothing to, nothing to sneeze at. But um, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, it's his second time on the pod. I'm, I'm so excited to have him again. He's incredible. Uh, you might know him from Raptors HQ or uh, That's a Rap Pod. He's also on CBC sometimes and CP24 if uh, there's a big like breaking Raptors news thing. Uh, I'm super excited to have him again. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Jay Rosales. Hey. Hey. Oh, I like the tunes. Thanks for having me. No problem, buddy. And I'm very happy I'm that not. you brought up the Ball family because I just found out today that I share the same birthday or LaMelo Ball shares the same birthday as me. So I'm oh. glad that I got brought up and obviously there's a link here. Hell That's yeah. huge. That's huge. Um, my, my, I think my biggest birthday person might be Alan Iverson uh, in, in the basketball world. And I, I, I know Prince is the biggest like celeb oh, birthday. Wow. Oh, yeah, nice. For me. Yeah, there was some tweet that went out that was asking, like, you know, you you, you need someone uh, who shares your birthday to to save your life and, and drop 30 points. Who's the best player that shares your birthday? Oh. And I looked at the list and only 10 players in NBA history share my birthday and all of them suck <laughs> to the point where LaMelo Ball already is ranked like third amongst those 10 players in win shares or something. So <laughs> please, LaMelo, don't don't pass it. When you have to save my life uh, and drop 30, please. Thank you. Oh, I've yeah. got some really bad ones, too. I've never looked that up, but oh, if, uh, uh, I don't know if I can even pick one. Randy okay, you just, Foy, you I You need guess. 30 to save your life. Who's who's dropping 30 for Who do you? you got? Randy Foy. <laughs> hey, Randy Foy, can, you can put up shots. You know? I'm dead. I'm dead, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not. You're dead, man. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let's get rolling on Raptor stuff here. Uh, Maddie, I know you're there. Please, good sir, give me your most delicious Raptors sting. Hashtag RTZ. Every time I dance to these things, I'm like, who am I? Uh, Matt, I, I, that's that's not me mocking your audio skills. Like that was that was tight. It was delicious. Um, I don't know if I heard any Aaron Baines there. Certainly no Australian national anthem. Oh, it's there, ready to go if you need it. Okay, is it queued up? <laughs> yeah, it's Thanks. ready. That's huge. Um, no, the, honestly, most of my tight friends have the Australian national anthem queued up, <laughs> just in case. You know what I mean? Like for a long road trip or whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, that weird tangent aside, let's uh, let's get going here. Um, uh, Anthony, I'm going to go to you first. And okay, yeah. this question is all about understanding the grind, uh, mm -hmm. understanding Norm Powell. Uh, obviously, you know, I'll pull up his basketball reference, his stats uh, this year. But um, I'm kind of just curious for both of your takes. But uh, starting with you, Anthony, like, you know, where do you think Norm is going? Like, how good is he? You, I, feel, I feel like often when the core is discussed, you got Fred, OG, and Pascal, obviously. And then, you know, Kyle's kind of depending on who you talk to. But mm -hmm. Norm, you know, it's the rightful place there. But, yeah, how do you feel about him, you know, as a 27-year-old, you know, heading into uh, free agency? Um, just like, yeah, like, what's your, what's your Norm take? Do you understand the grind? Are you a Norm fan? Yeah. Where, where are you with him? Okay, so uh, this season specifically, uh, maybe this is a, a 
personal bias for me because I picked up Norm off of waivers for one of my fantasy basketball leagues. And I oh, did yes. it maybe in week four. And since then, he has saved me. He has put up amazing, like, 25-plus point games. He's gotten a big stats for me, uh, and I have loved it. And I've loved watching him blossom when, you know, OG's been out of the lineup, when Kyle's been out of the lineup, and he's been just, he's been balling. And, like, I I love it, but it also is reminiscent of a previous contract year. And I'm wondering if it's, like, if this is just contract norm or if he's hmm. really taking the next step and if he's going to be command or like asking for like 20 mil. Oh, I, I don't know if he is worth, you know, bringing back in being considered as like a member of that core. He's good, but I, I really feel that he's wildly inconsistent um, and th- and that hurts, I think, his value going forward as a part of the Raptors, like young core. Like, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's how fair. teams like sink into mediocrity is like if you commit too much money into these stars that never really take the next step. Right. Uh, that's a problem for me. Yeah, no, I think I think it's fair. And I feel like he's he's right in between that now. Like, you know, I'll just uh, Jay, before I go to you, I'll just give everyone a, a quick list and, you know, I guess take into uh, account that, you know, not all these games have been starting and, you know, I'm pretty sure his numbers as a starter are uh, significantly better than this, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, he's 18 and a half a game, uh, a steal a game, three rebounds and uh, less than two assists. So that's not great, but you know, he's shooting the lights out uh, and he's shooting very efficiently, especially from three. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Jay, where where are you at on like Norm's role, you know, in the league potentially as a Raptor and like maybe maybe I should narrow it down a bit. Like, do you think he's a starter for the next couple of years or is he like a high end starter, low end? I think that um, the the beginning of the season showed a little bit of what Anthony was referring to, right? That inconsistency and, you know, maybe last year was just, uh, you know, an aberration in an otherwise fairly inconsistent career. But since he's picked it up and Kudos to you, Anthony, for picking him up on fantasy. Uh, <laughs> Huge. We have seen what starter norm looks like, right? And those numbers, to your point, Fred, like they are significantly better when he is a starter. And so now it's my turn to throw out some numbers there. And then there's a reason why I'm going to throw out these numbers there. Uh, first of all, it's to answer the, the, the earlier question about what does he look like as a starter? And I'm specifically throwing out these numbers for a reason. But as a starter, he's averaging... from the field, 45% from three and 92% from the free throw line, free throw line, whatever that that's good, regardless of if he's Mm -hmm. a starter or if he's a reserve, but that 50, 40 line along with scoring 22 points a game is pretty good. How good I'll throw another comparison to you. Another player, another player who has a average in his also norms. This is norm's sixth season. This other player I'm about to reference also in his sixth season averaged uh, 48% from the field, approximately the same with Norm. Well, Norm's a little bit better. Uh, 44% from three, again, around the same number as Norm. And 91% from the free throw line and was hitting, uh, scoring at 23 points a game. So almost exactly the same numbers as Norm. Norm hitting a bit more average field goal percentage. Um, that is the figures of Steph Curry in his first MVP season. 
So when we look at wow. the impact Ooh. of Norm Powell as a starter this year, that is MVP level just six years ago, right? So I'm not trying to say that, like, it's hard for me to say that it, it's easy to include him in, in the core because I am the same as you guys. Whenever I think of core, I'm only thinking of Fred, OG, and Pascal. I'm not thinking about Norm. Right. It's hard for me to envision Kyle. It's hard for me to envision both Kyle and Norm in the future because their contracts are going to require the Raptors to spend all of their cap space. And we've seen already this season what that core looks like. They are a team that when healthy as currently constructed are probably good enough to at least be in the second tier in the East, but that is not good enough to be a championship team. I would argue that they are good enough when they're all clicking to compete with the best. Like I think they could, they have the guns to take down the the bucks in the series. They have the guns to compete and possibly upset the Sixers. I don't think that they have the guns to, I should really stop saying guns, but they they really do have the right, we get you uh, the right roster here to compete with some of the best in the East, but maybe not all. So I, I come back to the question and I wonder yeah, what is his role in the league? He's definitely not a bench player anymore. I, that's that's my belief. The the numbers that I suggest through to you guys suggest that he is actually starter worthy and even better than that. So his role in the league will be someone who is no longer just a six-man bench spark. I think he's going to, wherever he ends up landing, is going to be a starting two guard or possibly a three. Um, if that ends up being the Raptors' uh you know, it's it's good for him. It's good for the organization in terms of a loyalty standpoint. I just find it hard to wrap my head around or believe that he's the one who the Raptors will spend all that money that they were saving up for Giannis. Is it going to go to Norm and say, that's a really big drop off in terms of our mental thought about how that money was originally supposed to be spent. So, yeah, I think his, his roster, his, his, his future role in the league is is definitely as a starter. If he could somehow find a way to improve defensively, um, I think that's where that inconsistency that Anthony was referencing lies. Then, um, yeah, then then he's definitely worth worth what we would be offering him. But I, I don't think that I don't think he would be able to fit, frankly, uh, from a from a monetary standpoint, um, and possibly even from a skill standpoint. I mean, I think that uh, it's we we just need to enjoy these last few days, weeks, months with Norm on the team because I think the writing's on the wall that he just may not fit on this team in the future. Yeah. So, so well said Jay. And I think like it's anytime I see, you know, stats side by side like that, where, you know, there's a comparison, like, I guess, you know, yeah, it's a couple years later, maybe pace and space is a bigger part of the league now. So those numbers aren't quite as gaudy, but, it's wild that you can put those together with Steph's numbers, uh, his, M- his MVP season numbers, no less. Like that's my brain is still rattled by that, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting kind of like in between with Norm. I think a lot of people felt this with Fred in the off season. You know, is he a part of the core? Should we spend big money on him? I, you know, I was in favor of like I was in Fred's a no brainer at that point. I th- I'm kind of like, yeah, you, you know, I'm, I kind of share the exact same opinion of you as far as like, he's a no brainer, like on the squad, but when the money comes in and, and I'm glad you brought up the Giannis point too, because we're saving a lot of money. And, you know, also I'm glad you brought, you brought up the, the Lowry point. So I, I'm one of the people that wants the Raptors to hold on to Lowry. 
That also means though, in, in my vision, we re-up with Kyle. And part of how we do that is, you know, we let him have a look around the league. And if somebody wants, they want him at the beginning of the season and they can pay him more then they'll get him. But I think there's a good chance that we'll be able to give him a Dirk style, like stay here till you retire contract. And he'll be pretty good for the duration of that contract, in my opinion. But yeah, that is in direct competition with Norm. And Norm's 27. Norm is looking for the most amount of money possible. So I, you know, I think Norm's the type of guy who's like, if you promise me big money and a starter role, I'll play for the Kings. Like I'll play for the worst team. Like I'm at that point in my career. So yeah, and the and the Raptors are kind of at this point where they're adding a piece. It's like we've already put the money, you know, in this basket, in this this. OG Pascal Fred basket, obviously any type of trade can happen, but that's where the, that's where the money and the, and the planning is. So are they going to spend their extra money on, you know, Giannis is gone like uh, a guy like Kyle or Fred or maybe Oladipo or whatever, but yeah, that's Norm's kind of competing against all of that. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. And actually let me stick with you, Jay. Um, and kind of going from the Raptors being this like nuanced, uh, tight kind of intricate machine, um, you know, with the nine Oh five. And I, I, there's been so much kind of rumors and, and hot air about Kyle Lowry and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I think I'm going to save that. Like, you know, it's a weekly topic on this pod and, um, you know, we still got, I think, two pods before the uh, trade deadline. But, you know, the uh, rumor I just read is that the Raptors are one of five teams um, targeting Elise Johnson. I just watched the highlights from the uh, uh, the G League Unite and uh, Raptors 905 game. He looks awesome. And, you know, I've seen a couple highlights throughout the year. He really is quite a versatile player. And, um, you know, obviously we had him in our training camp and, and Utah beat him out. But, uh yeah, I, I guess all this is to say, Jay, do you think we're headed for like a quiet, you know, Maasai style deadline? Or do you think there's enough pressure is built up that there's something's going to be rhythm breaking as far as, you know, Raptors? Uh, I, there's I think this first stretch that this next week or even the next two weeks, if you want to go that far are really going to be indicative about what Masai is going to be doing with this team, right? We we've outlined right. it from the start, right? There's two weeks left until the trade deadline. And these next two weeks are really going to dictate whether or not they are buyers or sellers or whether they stay put in the past. Masai has been the type to just stay put. Right. And, um, it's hard to say where the Raptors stand. It's been in, in years past has been easy to say they've been so good that you can assume that they are, not going to be sellers right now this is hard right they're stuck in this middle pack with about you know 18 other teams in the league they're all like hovering around 500 right so it's hard to say um as it pertains to and i'll get back to the you know what, what happens at the what i think will happen at the trade deadline but sure you know going back to your question about alizé johnson he has been outstanding in the g league he's someone who's probably on the cusp of making the all g league team when they do announce it next week and someone who is a beast on the boards. Oh, he led, led the G league number two in the G league and in, in boards. 
I think what stands out to me about his game, though, is that he's he's a big man who can facilitate, and that's pretty cool to have. I mean, it's uh, it's it's something that the the Raptors would definitely welcome on the team. But I also think it's a bit of a redundancy in skill in terms of big men who can facilitate. We already have that with Siakam, right? And while I'm not against having that on this squad right now, I think the more urgent need is a big man who can. Uh, gobble up some boards and I think Alize also fits that right so I don't think it would hurt to to bring him on and give him if anything at least a 10-day contract give him a tryout with the team mm-hmm. and I'm hesitant to say that he is polished enough to land a spot for the rest of the season but I think he's at the very least earned a spot to um, try to win a, a Russia spot with this team. Because as you mentioned, there's, there's four other teams who are interested and, you know, they see his gaudy numbers. They see that he's a triple double threat. They see him, you know, averaging 13 rebounds a game. So if the Raptors don't act quick, he will be gone and another team will gobble him up. And I think the other team out of those that you've, you were mentioning, I think the Spurs happen to have the most buzz. And okay. um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if, if how much, um, credence there is to that or, or what's going to happen but the fact that there are five teams listed tells me that you know if it's not the raptors someone's going to pick him up very very soon so yeah he won't be in the g league there. for long yeah yeah exactly and you know it'd be nice to have him tonight when when they have their semifinal game but um for as it stands for for the raptors in the trade deadline you know i've been i've been going back and forth on this i have no idea what these, these guys are going to do and I, I keep going back to it or falling back on how they're going to do over these next week or so because with this team being shorthanded still for the next, I would assume at least the next week, because if you're positive, you're gone for at least 14 days and it's only been a week. So, and the assumption here is that all five Raptors who have been um, out due to health and safety protocols are also those who are positive. Okay. Um, so sorry, th- that's actually new to me. Cause you know, I've, I've been looking around for that and just they're not going to say it. Yeah. They're, they're, they won't they're say not, it. and it's, yeah. it's their right as well. Right. So yeah. it's their health right for people to not know. So, right. But it's, but yeah. it's kind of indicative that that um, there aren't many other players out in the NBA due to health and safety protocols, and yet Shams is Shams Sharani is tweeting that seven players in the NBA have tweeted have have tested positive. So you kind of put those two together and say, well, you know, Raptors are probably one of the only teams to have anyone just even in health safety and health protocols. So at least a few of those guys are probably positive and that's not yeah, a good sign. Yeah, it's like our five and beat in Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, hopefully, like hopefully not. My goodness, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's um, that's unfortunate for the Raptors because this is a very winnable stretch for the Raptors. I was yes. looking at 538's uh, prediction model and they predict, you know, what are the odds of, you know, how the how each game is going to play out and present odds and basically they allot their own favorite system. And the Raptors are favored to win 23 of their next 24 games. Now, that's that obviously is a huge number. I'm not saying they're going to win all 23 of those 24 games. I think games. that's what you're saying. Uh, you know, but, if this gets aggregated, <laughs> that's what Jay said, everybody. Quote me on it then, because, I mean, just look at this week alone, right? They're facing the Hawks. They're facing the Hornets. They're facing the Bulls. Those are all winnable games because those are all sub-500 teams. Even when you look at next week and they're facing the Jazz, the Jazz are coming to Tampa, right? And the Jazz are on the back end of a back-to-back. So this is why the Raptors are favored to win all these games. Now, the equalizer and all this, or the balancing effect of all this, is that 
they're going to be very shorthanded with three very key players. So again, going back to the question, I'm sorry, I've been beating around the question. No, no. I have no idea what these guys are going to do because they, they have a soft enough schedule in the second half to take advantage and kind of leapfrog above the second tier that they're kind of stuck in right now, which would at least tell, tell me that the Raptors at the very least are not going to be sellers. So, I don't know. I, I I think that at the end of the day, they will end up staying pat. We'll see how this team, this 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 roster goes because this this season and last season were supposed to be transition seasons, anyways. So why not run with these guys? They're already starting to gel. Um, so yeah, I I think that they stand pat at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, so so many good points, Jay, and I, you know, I think I'll I'll, I'll just kind of yeah, as I throw to you, um, uh, Anthony, I'll, I'll just add that. Something so you know special and, and, and unique about being a Raptors fan is that you know being under Masai's wing, we've got to kind of see what it's like to have a winner that develops at the same time, uh, and I think it's uh, uh, yeah yeah Jay, Jay's point to is uh, is twenty nineteen banner. Because we we won the championship, you know, with a lot of guys that were had been in our system, and we're still good because of that. You know, we're just talking about Elise Johnson. Um, but you know, before I stammer on here, uh, where are you at with the you know the trade deadline, Masai, uh, kind of like feeling out the Raptors? Um, and I, I know I said it was like off topic, but if the only thing you're thinking about is Kyle Lowry, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Where, where to start? Um, Jay covered so many good points. Um, let's start with, uh, Alize Johnson. He's been so awesome. Yeah. I just want to echo that. Like it's been so impressive watching him in all of the nine Oh five games. And I'm, I feel so blessed that we actually get so many of those games on TV this year. Um, unfortunately it's like a bubble scenario and like it's due to the, so the world we live in, but yeah. um, it's been so awesome to watch guys who I genuinely did not care about before uh, they came to 905, like blow it up, like it'd be so good. Like Henry Ellenson, like who would have thought? He's who pretty good. Thought? Yeah. He's like 6'10 Matt Thomas. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's insane to watch him play. Like I, I wish that he was like a better perimeter defender and could actually like kind of playing the five, but I mean, he's just like a huge shooting guard at this point, but it's been very awesome to watch him play. And with Alize Johnson, I think he's a bit undersized to play the NBA five. So bringing him up, I don't know that he can necessarily keep up with the bigs that he'll be matched up against. Like, I think Embiid would cook him like it's it's not anything that uh, I expect is like, I just don't think that he's really going to be huge if he gets brought up it'll, right. it'll be good it to bring him be on a small move i think yeah but. yeah i think like it's yeah we need somebody who is going to be able to grab those rebounds and to be that energy off the bench and then when it comes to moves it's like what is a move that is not a lateral move for the raptors and we are talking about how soft their schedule is and how these next couple of games really is going to decide where the moves go and what Messiah ends up doing. And is my, is Messiah even coming back is, is my biggest question. Like I, in my heart of hearts is like, okay, yeah, he's just waiting for things to settle and he's going to announce that he's, you know, re-signed for his entire lifetime and he'll be in charge of the Raptors forever. But he's waiting till the perfect Sunday. Yeah. And he's going <laughs> to announce it in an Oprah interview. Yes. 
Or he's waiting until they're back in Toronto celebrating a championship banner. I don't know. But I I think like the only moves that I think would really help the Raptors is maybe going after someone like Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I don't think that Drummond is the answer. He is uh, he's basically uh, a fantasy like goat where just like he like grabs so many empty stats. And I don't I think I read a, uh, a tweet or a quote that's like uh, some NBA Hall of Fame was saying that Andre Drummond will never win you any games like his his stat line is just sort of like a mirage uh, because he's he's not going to change the game in any way possible uh, to put you over the top. And that's that's how I feel about him. I um, think it's you know, pretty fair. I mean, I'll also just throw in that anytime there's a player that's like in Raptors rumors and then like a week later, they're also in buyout rumors. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. If, you know, if the team's like, we want to trade them or just get rid of them. I'm like, okay, cool. Then yeah. I won't trade my franchise best player for him. Cheers. I don't want <laughs> you know? him. Yeah. And of course, like, how can I talk about the deadline without talking about Kyle Lowry and, the news that's been floating around him over the last couple of days, like we all know Ryan Rosillo hates the Raptors and he's going to be trying to stir the pot and make people go crazy on the internet because nope. he's a, a has got the scoop, man. Rosillo, nope. Windhorse, they are the ones who talk directly to Kyle Lowry as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I think they just have a really poor understanding of the Toronto real estate market. And it's really leading them to believe that Kyle Lowry will be uh, moved at the deadline. And if any of these rumors have any merit, it's like, okay, great. If he goes to Philadelphia, like Jay and I were talking about this before we went live, we need like a real package back of Maxi, Thibel, Danny Green, and a first round pick, or we're hanging up the phone. We're hanging up the phone, brother. That is exactly the right attitude. And I think, you know, I, I often don't even like, like go, I'll go on a Kyle Lowry rant every time the, the trade comes up. But, you know, very honestly, uh, by the way, I should admit, I got in my first ever Twitter spat uh, with Philly fans. Ooh, and I, I totally that. lost. It wasn't even close. Uh, I just basically chimed in with a like, yeah, we'll take Ben Simmons uh, style <laughs> joke. And everyone's like, you're delusional. And like every comment that was, was said to me had like 200 likes and everything I said, just like nothing. Got so, I, hard. I, got, I got dominated. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, you know, my, my thing is always that we're not a feeder team. And if you're going to negotiate with Vasai, you're also negotiating with the best negotiator in the NBA. So mm. I don't know how you think that you're going to come out like so ahead of him. Like that just hasn't happened ever that I know of. Like, so uh, how anyone thinks, you know, I, I get that players can, you know, push their way around from time to time, but I mean, you can just go through Masai's history. He doesn't really operate from a place of weakness. And um, yeah, sorry, I am officially going on a rant. So, Anthony, let me go. <laughs> Strap in, everybody. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I wasn't announcing that I'm going on a rant. I was trying to cut off my rant because I, oh. like, I feel like I cut off. Oh, my God. I'm like walking into a rant. I was like, okay, here we go. Guys, that Boys was and just, girls. That was just a pre rant. Okay? Oh, pre rant. Now pre-rant. it's about to get wild. No, I, I just felt like I interrupted you. Oh, no. I. I think everything that we've talked about is is coming from 
us loving Kyle Lowry as well. Like we, we have a, we're very pro Lowry, I think here on dunks pod and like realistically, like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jay, Jay's got oh, the jersey, like, baby. Let's go. Ooh, ooh, I didn't know it was that champion. Raptors jersey. Ooh, that Jeez. looks good. Okay. You know, check this out on YouTube, everybody, because Jay's got some swag. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's got a really cool background. <laughs> I have some banners too, but I, I just moved and, uh, my my setup is a little bit different, so I'm I'm hiding uh, it's, it's with my blue background. screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm pretty sure I've I've summed up all the points uh, that I wanted to make. Cool. Um, yeah, let's 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 test out some of these 905 guys too after the playoffs. Like that, like the 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 10 day giving Aze that that spot or seeing if Ellenson can cut it in in the NBA like properly. See if he can keep up like. Because the shooting is something that I think we are we're missing a consistent three point shooting is something we're missing. So if if that's something that he could contribute to the team and just a wee bit of rebounding, that is all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> just a little bit. You know, I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing uh, Dante Hell catch a lob too in a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. You know, even if it's like garbage time or whatever, I'd like to see him in action. Um, I think I think actually his 10 day just expired. Oh, it did. Oh, I so he, he never. Did, yeah. Well, I don't think he, he I, it doesn't, I haven't read anything that says it got renewed, but mm. to, your, to both your guys' points, Ellenson, Johnson, they are about two days away from, you know, if they were brought on by the Raptors, bringing in some G League championship experience. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm all for that. Man, our G League team has been such a, such a gift and such a priority of Masai. Like, you know, it kind of, it started in a weird way with like Bruno and stuff, but man, do we use it so well and it's, it's entertaining basketball and um, it's just awesome. It just feels like it's a big, big part of our culture mm-hmm. uh, and, and the work ethic that is that kind of runs through it. Um, but uh, I want to stick, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to you first, uh, Anthony, on this one. Uh, and if this is too, too much of like a word salad of a question, please ask for clarification. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in, in the light, you know, an example of this would be like the, the Pascal, you know, top of the break three. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of like a, a particular weapon or a skill of a player. Uh, and I just want to get really specific here, just, you know, kind of for fun. Um, who's a player? Uh, on the Raptors, you know, for this back half of the season who could improve in blank area, you know, the most to give us the highest potential upside. Okay. Um, I prepared this answer. Uh, okay. It may be uh, a little bit of a uh, Asian bias, but I want Yuta Watanabe to develop a corner three or maybe any three at all, because I think that is what will uh, help him get more minutes and he's just he's so entertaining to watch and I think he deserves uh, more minutes especially because of the sacrifice that he uh, <laughs> he gave when uh, Anthony oh. Edwards yammed him with one of the biggest posters oh I've seen goodness. in recent history he he never gave up the fighting spirit he he was like you know it was coming and I had to make the block. I was there. I saw it. I had to make the block and and kudos to him. But if Yuta Watanabe, he's he's got he's got such ferocious like speed and like it's not it's not like game breaking speed, I but I think it's like lateral movement and he's great at covering um 
his assignments. He he's like he's a good he's a plus defender, I think. Oh, he's but a yeah, he's, he's a nasty defender, I think. But oh, he just does not give very much offensively uh at all. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think he has taken a three in like the last two appearances that he's uh made for the Raptors. And if he could get like just like that Bruce Bowen-esque run into the corner, catch the ball, boom, shoot like a beautiful corner three. Like that is. Or like, you know, Bruce Bowen, just like when a guy goes up for a shot, you make sure, you know, he lands in an awkward way. (laughs) Elbow Um, in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Something something really horrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but you know, it's, uh, it's funny because I I think our early uh, nurse interview, if I'm not mistaken, you know, they're asking about like these, these kind of back of the bench guys fighting for that eighth, ninth, 10th spot sort of thing. Mm. And he said that, uh, that, you know, he wasn't worried about Utah's offense and that uh, his offense is, is there. Uh, and, and that him showing the defense was like, okay, this guy can do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe though on, you know, from the like offense in, in the actual game standpoint, to me, it's got to be like a relaxation thing. Cause it's like, I feel like when he mm-hmm. shoots, it doesn't like look bad to me right. anyway. It's like, it looks fine uh but i think it's so you just got to get the reps in and he's got to kind of be you know it's so tough to be relaxed on offense but yeah in my dream scenario uh matt thomas and yuta watanabe learn the dragon ball z fusion dance and they <laughs> dance together and they become one player and they get okay <laughs> they just get uh all of the best things and all of and none of the bad things and we we get a superstar <laughs> I like that your dream scenario was truly a dream. Yeah. Like it got, it got surreal very quick. Yes. Um, yes. I thought, I thought you were just going to say like, you wanted to see them do the dance, which I'm like, fair enough. But you know, you want to see them merge into one being. They so. become one. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I oh, to become one. Uh, shout out Spice Girls. Um, Jay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one skill, one player. Uh, who are you thinking of as far as I, like, you know, can raise the Raptors bar? Uh, before I answer that question, I, I, do, I do want to give, uh, I think that's a great suggestion there, Anthony. And I think that it's actually not too far from reality because he's got a really good stroke, right? Like mm-hmm. that is, like, it looks good. It looks really good. Just get some confidence. If anything, I, 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 yeah. think, I think he can definitely hit that. So um, I was thinking about OG and Obi, and I think that, you know, he's already established that he's, an excellent three-point shooter he's already established that he is bigger and stronger than a lot of his defenders a lot of times he gets discredited with that with getting offensive fouls that he probably shouldn't have been called for but anyways so he's he's shown an inside and an outside game but i think merging the two with some better handles would put him over the top you know i i his handles still look a little bit loose it does get poked away from him sometimes if he just cleans that up just a bit more, then he becomes that much more of a dynamic offensive weapon. We already know he's one of the best defenders in the league. And that offensive game, I think, just meshes a lot better if his handle is just cleaned up a bit. And that's really not a big ask, I don't think. Just like Anthony, like that, that asking Utah to be a better three-point shooter, I don't think that's a big ask because, again, his stroke is looking good. With OG, his handle isn't the worst, but if it was cleaned up just a bit... I, I feel like someone who averages 13 and a half points that can jump up considerably if he's not turning the ball over as much or if his handle isn't 
as tight as it could be. So that's where I went with. Yeah, no, I think my, uh, I love the choice. Mine was also OG. Um, and I basically, you know, I feel like our, we could have a sim, not, not exact same answer, but you know, pretty similar. Mine wasn't uh, dribbles. It was just kind of like more um, post reps for OG. Cause it, I, you know, I think, He's hit some really cool looking fadeaways uh, in the past like couple weeks. And I don't necessarily think like that's the offense we want to work towards, but I think he's strong enough to hold space um, and, and make some passes out of there. And, you know, I, I don't think we're trying to develop another playmaker. I think part of what's worked this year is, is Fred has taken back some of the playmaking from Pascal. Um, and I think it's working, uh, but for OGCS, yeah, so I, I don't think we need to develop another playmaker in OG necessarily, but like, yeah, just a bit more variety in his game, which we're seeing glimpses of. So um, he's right there. And, and yeah, OG's fun to think about like that because he's so, he almost has like a rigidity to his game, but like every part that's rigid is also very good. So it's kind of like, well, just add another rigid part because like you're so good at the three and you're so good at defense. So it's like, if you're just so good at dribbling, then. I think that's what like an all-star is or, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, we, we've made it to some NBA stuff. Uh, so Maddie, uh, I know you're there. So please give me whatever Adam Silver, Foghorn, Sting you got. Maybe it's <laughs> RTZ. Uh, please, good sir. Just let it fly. This is Adam Silver. He's back. <laughs> you know, uh, that's usually how it ends. Um, okay, let's uh, let's go to you, Jay. Um, and uh, this is just yeah, it's not exactly a question. Just um, give me your Blake Griffin to the Brooklyn Nets take. The Brooklyn Nets before acquiring Blake Griffin needed one of three things: they needed a center. They needed spot-up shooters to surround their big three. And or they needed some defensive specialist. They got zero of those. <laughs> that is Blake true. Griffin. So <laughs> that is my Brooklyn Nets take, that they did not improve with this and that they are still a really crappy defensive team that will struggle with that in the playoffs. Ooh, I, I like... Sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, I was uh, not sure how to end that thought, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I quite like that take because, okay, you know, when they traded for Harden, just my, you know, computer brain was kind of like the part of it that's like, well, they just went from two, you know, superstars um, to three. Like, that's generally, you know, the recipe and we're there and nothing else matters as much as you think it does. But I, I keep going back to this year is, is different. Um, the three and the pace are, are equalizers that I think are not fully understood yet. And I think that's why, you know, obviously health, but, you know, it seems like the best team can truly lose to the worst team any given night in the league. Like, you know, you know, uh, I was looking at Detroit's wins after they beat the Raptors. It's insane. They're all elite teams. Yeah, it's like Detroit. <laughs> Detroit is like a murderer's row of the very best teams. And like a lot of those wins are like, they crush them. Uh, so, you know, 
Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not even a crush. I don't know. Like maybe it's only 10 points here or there. But yeah, like I think I don't want to get carried away in either direction. I don't want to just look at the names and being like contender. But I also don't want to be like, be one of those guys who's like, how are they going to share the ball? Because I think we're already seeing that they can share the ball and that they're impossible to defend. Um, but also defense does matter. Like it, it, defense never gets to a point. Like in my opinion, your offense never gets to a point where your defense matters. Every possession matters on both ends, period. So I think like that's how it works. And you can't just erase defense or you also can't erase offense. So it's like you, you can try. You can be the Detroit Pistons versus the San Antonio Spurs and whatever finals that was. I think they matched up twice, but. Yeah, it was like their whole thing was like holding teams below 72 points, which is just wild. And (laughs) it would be cool if there was a team that could do that now. But yeah, sorry, you know, I'm stammering on a bit, but I'm not super duper afraid of of the Nets in relation to this Blake Griffin thing. I do think that Durant is a very, very special player um, and can can tip the balance in a bunch of ways that I, I don't want to underestimate. I also think, you know, look at Nicholas Batum, uh, you know, you didn't rely on athleticism like Blake, but I think new situations for a player can be a big deal potentially. And, you know, Blake's going from like the number one or two option to like the fourth or fifth option, or maybe off the bench. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with them, but uh yeah, it seems like a surplus of talent, but it also seems like a redundancy of talent. So, so it's a good point, Jay. Um, yeah, where, where are you at, uh, Anthony? I think with Brooklyn's acquisition of Blake Griffin, they get a guy who has been hungry to restart his stand-up comedy career. Ha! Oh, boy. <laughs> Blake Griffin. Once he gets that vaccine, he's going to be trolling all of those open mics in Williamsburg. He's going <laughs> to drop oh, in yeah. and do some hot fives all around town. You're going to see Blake <laughs> and uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Some jokes. They're going to they're gonna get a charismatic guy for their PR they can make some fun Twitter videos now. Okay, let's get them. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a great fit. Um, he's not better than DeAndre Jordan or even Nick Claxton, I don't think. He doesn't have the legs. He can't dunk. I don't even think he can really keep up anymore, really. And it makes me sad because I am a big Blake Griffin fan. Contrary to me just roasting him right there, I know. but like, but I, I love I love Blake. Like I think he's great, but it's just like, what is he going to offer? Like, uh, odd three pointer when nobody else is like available. Oh, he's going to go and like miss a layup. I don't know. Like, what's go What's going on? Like, what do we What do we want from Blake? And we want to dunk. <laughs> yeah, too we, long. We want him to jump over a Kia. Again, right. let's see if, if he can still game. do it. If in game, if he can jump over IKEA, I take back every bad thing I've ever said about him. That's but right. until Hashtag then, more more props needed. That's what yeah. Devin would always say, right? Uh, more props. Yeah. Until then, I I don't know that they have uh, necessarily improved a lot. Like they've maybe uh, made it more exciting because they have more big names now. Yet another big recognizable NBA name. And that's probably good for, you know, the state of the franchise. But I, I don't know that he is really what puts them over the top, unfortunately. And wow. Um, 
Yeah, we're, all, we're all a bit low on this, and I kind of like it. I, I thought someone was going to come in super heavy, like watch out for Brooklyn. They're the faves. Uh, they're going to dominate. But uh, I guess we're all, you know, aligned there. Um, Jay, what do you think about uh, – wait, who did I go to first on this last one? Was it, was it you, Jay? Me, yeah. Okay, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to you, Anthony. Okay. Um, yeah, this is just a – just a classic, uh, how good is this team? Uh, and that's the Phoenix Suns. They're uh, second in the West, 24 and 11. Mm. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of that Booker can't be good uh, on a good team stuff uh, is maybe over pretty quickly. He's like 24 and already on a good team. So cheers to that. Uh, mm-hmm. sim- you know, DeAndre Ayton's uh, 22 on a good team. Uh, they're, you know, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, Booker, Bridges, Paul, Aiton, Crowder, and uh, Cam Johnson are all playing uh, plus 30 minutes. So that seems to be like the core. Um, yeah. H- how good do you think they are? I think they're pretty good. Uh, I haven't admittedly watched a ton of Phoenix Suns games. They're pretty low on my priority How dare list. you? How dare Sorry. You? <laughs> um, I like will tune in when they're like the last game on at the end of the night on Sportsnet or something like that. But for them, I think the, the thing that has impressed me the most and something that maybe I have underrated this particular play, particular player for is like how you can bring a team together and really give them an identity. And that's that's Chris Paul, like every yep. team that he goes to with these seemingly lost young pieces, he has managed to bring something new out of them or make them better than they were before. Uh, at first, the Devin Booker fit wasn't great, but it's it's solved now and Aiton has taken a really big step as a defender this year I think and in terms of also finishing at the rim he's he's getting a little bit more consistent and I attribute that to Chris Paul just being on the floor being uh, an offensive mastermind in a way I suppose and and being able to help him find very high percentage looks and creating opportunities for the other guys as well. Like you said, Cam Johnson, like what was that guy doing before this year? Really? Like he was coming off the bench, not contributing a ton to the team, but he's been Mm -hmm. a great piece for them. And bridges as well has been very fun to watch. And he's, I always default back to fantasy because like realistically, whatever I watch (laughs) basketball games that are not the Raptors games, it's because I have these fantasy players. And uh, at one point I had uh, bridges and, and he was like one of the top guys for a while. So I think, yeah, Chris Paul is sort of the the glue guy or the the guy who makes everything work for this team. And I think they, they got a shot to go to make a splash in the playoffs, at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to see, you know, be a lot of young guys minus Chris Paul uh, in, in the playoffs. And um you know, just, just talking fantasy for a sec. I also have DeAndre Aiden in my like longest keeper league. So I can say that his defense improving has never really mattered to me uh, because his, <laughs> his offensive numbers have been delicious uh, since he came into the league. But, um, you know, it's, it's a weird thing with, uh, with bigs I'm finding right now. It's like, I feel like there used to be more patience for bigs to get good on defense. And I think that's changing. I think the league, there's so many fast guys that, Teams are starting to be like, if this guy that's 6'7 can learn faster than you, guy that's 6'11, then we're going to go with him. And yeah, so it's it's not a crazy surprise to me that DeAndre Ayton is starting to get good on defense like at, 
age 22. Like, you know, he's still quite young. Um, but, uh, and, and, and I'm also just going to, you know, add to your Chris Paul point. I, I'm sure Jay will, will talk Chris Paul a little bit too, but if what he did with the thunder last year was impressive, what the hell is this? This is like, he's like, Oh yeah. You thought that was cool. <clears throat> I'm going to take another team that nobody cares about uh, in, into an even higher position. Obviously, we'll see where they fall. But um, yeah, Jay, where are you at with the uh, Phoenix Suns? How good Great are they? Point. Great points by both of you. And I, I have to stick with the fantasy team, the, the fantasy theme here, because I do have Bridges and I do have Aiden on two separate nice. teams. And I love what they're giving. Uh, one minor point that you brought up there, Anthony. Did you say you used to have Bridges as in like he's not on your squad anymore? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you out, man. Why would you get rid of Bridges? I traded him. <laughs> okay. Okay. If it, okay. If it was a trade, then I'm not going to question you. I, I, had to make <laughs> a, I had to make a big splash in one of my leagues to uh, stand a chance at a playoff slot. So yeah, you got to uh, go I, for it sometimes. Yeah. I, I traded him. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. I'm not going to put you on the spot and who you traded <laughs> for, but Bridges has been, you know, outstanding throughout the year. And, you know, his percentages show that he's, uh, and he's been great defensively too. And I don't think that's coming out in the numbers, but it's there. And, you know, he doesn't get all the, the, the credit I think he deserves. Obviously the three of us have already spoken about him. So that's great. But I mean, you know, Paul will take the headline, right? And to your point about Chris Paul making this team better, this is now, I believe his fifth different team and every team he's played on, he has, has improved with him on it like at a, at a win percentage. So wow. even when he joined the Rockets, which already had Harden, they still improved by percentage points when he joined the team. So he's absolutely on, on that upper echelon of like guys that are guaranteed to make your team better. So, you know, he deserves that all-star nod this year. He deserves all the kudos. Uh, but I feel like so much of that credit is being given to him that you do forget that Booker is like an all-world talent who may end up on an all-NBA team. You do forget that DeAndre Ayton is only 22 and just killing it down low. And then guys like Mikhail Bridges or Cam Johnson, as you guys have mentioned, kind of get forgotten when really they are the, you know, helping to glue everything together, right? And, you know, when we think back to the Raptors championship squad, you know, we, we would always, as Raptors fans, say, oh, not all the credit is just going to be Kawhi. Kawhi did not bring us the championship. It was the Siakam stepping up. It was the Norm stepping up. It was Boucher. It was, you just Mm -hmm. kept listing off all of these guys. And I think that that's what you're starting to see with Phoenix is that it is not a one, a two, a three man team that this is a cohesive squad. We haven't even mentioned how good Jay Crowder has been in this lineup. So what I'm getting at is that you, we might have the makings of a, a, championship contender here that's just not talked about enough because everyone is assuming that it's going to be one of the LA teams. Mm -hmm. But as we mentioned earlier in the show, this is kind of a, a a weird season when anyone can win it. Right. And the fact that Phoenix is already in that discussion of they're in that upper echelon, what's to say they won't just win the whole damn thing. I think that you're also hearing a lot of things that at this all-star break, people are starting to like gauge, okay, how good are some of these teams and I don't know about you guys, but what I'm hearing or reading is that Utah is not the cream of the crop. That at some point in the playoffs, they're probably going to falter. So who ends up picking up the pace there? And the people that the team that we're not talking about enough is the Phoenix Suns. So I would say, you know, if if you're if you're a gambling person, throw some money over at the Suns because they could surprise you and possibly earn you some dough. 
Suns winning around is like definitely like a nice a nice gambler move because um especially if they go up against like a you know Portland or some team that has like I don't know has more kind of like media love um I think they could definitely kind of get uh disrespected and and, and Chris Paul could could do his thing uh yeah, you know, it's it's. It, I like that you went as far as kind of calling them contenders because I think that we're we are in, in in an interesting year as far as like team continuity, health, style. Uh, a lot of things are going to come into play here in the playoffs, and you know, you don't want to bet against the big stars. But um, having a guy like Chris Paul in your team is really going to go a long way, I think, uh, in, in that regard. But um, let's uh, let's finish this pot off with some quickish questions. Uh, what do you guys say? You want to joke around and get a little bit silly? Oh, I've already been silly, but let's do some more. <laughs> I know every time I say that, I'm like, I think that setup makes me seem like I'm going to kill my guests, uh, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not the Mad Hatter, uh, Maddie. Uh, I know you're there. Please, good sir, give me that delicious thing I love so much. Quickish question. Quickish question. Uh, okay, we've arrived at Quickish Questions, uh, the segment that um, this is why we're rich, right? So people come for this segment, <laughs> they love it. Um, I'm going to read the questions as clearly and concisely and as fast as I possibly can, but I'm probably going to stutter, slur, uh, you know, maybe misread a comma, perhaps seizure. Hopefully not. Oh, um, oh Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's pretty know. severe. I'll actually, I'll actually drop that from, <laughs> from the descriptors. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Uh, forget about that. But um, you guys, you know, you can't phone a friend. Your ums and ahs are not welcome here. <laughs> you, you have to answer as quickly as possible. Uh, every little stalling tactic, I'm looking at you, Matt Duncan, uh, is not welcome. You got to just go. <laughs> You let your brain fire. Uh, okay. <laughs> are, are we ready? Uh, let, let's do uh, Jay Anthony Matt. All right. Okay. Uh, Jay, <laughs> how does the current Raptor lineup match up with the Blake Griffin Nets? Raptors can win three out of seven games in a series. Okay. I'll take it. That's a nice way to say we're going to lose in a series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony, uh, DeRozan back to the Raptors. How plausible? It would be beautiful. Let's do it. Why not? Well, okay, I'll call him up. Uh, uh, Maddie. Yes. <laughs> Will the loss? Okay, Matt. But I just got to say, Matt hasn't finished watching Space Jam and he always gets Space Jam questions so you better get on it buddy um, Matt will the loss of Pepe Le Pew be the downfall of Team LeBron um wow great question uh, now in the original I would imagine he was he like a point guard imagine, or yeah. was he <laughs> was star, he a three man. point shooter what what did he what happened you to him you watch the movie it ends with Pepe oh Le Pew my god Bar-Bar. you know what uh I think there's so many damn characters we could we can replace Pepe no problem don't worry about okay it. fair enough <laughs> um give another another animal a hairdo right 
Um, <laughs> okay, Jay. Uh, should NBA players be able to wear head covers on their heads and ban barbers across the league to prevent COVID contact? Yes. Why not? We're we're evolving already as 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 a league. I say we as if I'm part of the league, but we've we've moved over from like hip hop clothes to casual clothes. Why not wear do rags during games? Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 super into it. And Jay, you're being polite. You do make all the big decisions in the NBA. Uh, it's it's you and Adam. But uh, well, I did and, steal this from the Emily Arena, so I do have okay. some sway. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um. Okay, where where was I? oh yeah uh, Anthony? So uh, if Simon if Simon's actually kissed the rim during the dunk off, uh, would that have been a better dunk than the Gerald Green cupcake dunk? No, but if he kept the Raptors jersey on and blew out a cupcake and kissed the rim, then yes. <laughs> okay, uh, the uh, the bar's high for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll inform you guys just in case you don't know. Matt, you might not know. Okay. Um, uh, but how many games uh, is Myers Leonard going to get suspended? So uh, Myers Leonard, uh, right before we started recording the pod, uh, was, uh, I believe, recorded on his Twitch uh, playing um, maybe Modern Warfare, I'm not sure, um, and using racial uh, and misogynistic slurs. Uh, so he's in big trouble. Wait. Is it- so is he, he was like uh, playing with kids online with the headset and he was... Yeah, I'm not spouting sure off. I'm not sure if he was playing with kids. Or, or <laughs> well, what. I don't know. I just he, assume he it's children. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It probably was like ten year olds like, and stuff. Well, yeah, they're, they're the ones that are nasty. That's why I don't play online too much with uh, strangers because I don't want to. So, the, but the question is, is it for is, me? Uh, yeah. How long? I know. Look at this guy stung. <laughs> how many? How long is he going to get suspended for? Oh, great. Well, um. You know, it's hard to say with this league. You know, uh, my fantasy team took a hit with Beasley the last week. You know, he's gone for 12. Uh, I would say that he's, I mean, it's either going to be like, uh, hopefully 10 to 15. I don't know. What's, should he be gone for the rest of the year? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I really put you on the spot with that. Uh, It's a tough Um, one. I don't don't know. (laughs) Matt, figure out the punishment. Um, Uh, Isn't he on IR anyway? Is he? I, honestly, this is more Myers Leonard conversation than I was ever prepared for. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. Uh, but you know, hey, if you give me a question, I will read it. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll dig a bit deeper into the Myers Leonard thing because I, I don't want to put you guys through that. It's probably an evolving situation. Um, he but, is out for the season, actually. He is. D- Whoa, that was fast. Did, 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 did you, oh, he's out for the season injury-wise. Mm-hmm. Injury-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, okay, That's sorry. Fine. I thought you were telling me it's like they came down and he's out of the out for the season suspension. I was like, <laughs> listen, I'm clearly just bouncing around here. Uh, I need to relax, maybe. But, um, yeah, we, we made it to the end of the pod. Thank you guys so much. Um, this was Quickish Questions and, uh, and the other Quickish segments that questions. kind of have names. Um <laughs> Jay, uh, what's up? You know, if people want to find you, um, obviously, you know, ch- check out That's a Rap Pod. Uh, you know, check out your work on uh, Rappers HQ. But um, yeah, what, what else should people know? 
No, that that's basically it. I mean, I have a weekly column. Actually, first of all, thank you for having me on. This is a lot of fun. Oh, no uh, problem. I know this is only my second time on here, but I always have fun with you guys. So Happy to uh, have yeah, you, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, so as it pertains to Raptors HQ, I have a weekly column called the Wrap Up, where I look at the games of the week for the Raptors. Uh, the latest one came out yesterday, so it comes out every Monday. And for this week's theme, I looked at the second half schedule and I spewed out a whole bunch of those stats to you guys. So really cool. looking forward to the second half. Um, check out my weekly thing there. And of course, the podcast comes out at the end of the week, every week. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And I think that's it for me. But thanks again for having me on. Right on. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Um, uh, Anthony, what's up? Where can, where can people find you? Oh, um, you know, they'll, they might see you in a couple commercials, but maybe you don't want them to, you know? So like, Oh boy. If you see my CRA commercial, uh, <laughs> great. Thanks. Um, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at hall and jokes on Twitter and Instagram. And if you are a pro wrestling fan, uh, I have a pro wrestling podcast called book it Vince, where we do fantasy matchups of wrestlers from today and the past. Uh, and you can also follow that on Twitter at book it Vince pod. If you're nasty. Uh, I love that so much. And can, can I just ask, is book it Vince as like, is that like, like book that match Vince McMahon? Is that yeah. Like, it's okay. uh it's the thing that wrestling fans say where it's like, if you come up with a scenario, you're like, book it Vince. Uh, okay, yeah. It's, it's got an exclamation mark and uh, we're telling the man what to do. Hell yeah. Do you ever do it. any like crossover between wrestling and NBA such as, Oh, I don't know. Andrea Bargnani and uh, Brian Colangelo. Do you have any? Oh, Andrea Bargnani. Oh, wow. That's very interesting that you would say that. Oh. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube if you want a still image of Primo Pasta <laughs> with Bargnani looking down. Like that photo looks like it's so grainy that it yeah. looks like it's one of those mural paintings at like Dover Court and Dundas where you're like, oh, is that from a bygone era? Yes, uh, we could. It's possible. We could. Uh, we do do crossover episodes with uh, uh, random things in pop culture, like we did a Simpsons Royal Rumble. So maybe we can do who would make the best uh, NBA tag team. It could be an episode coming your way soon. Hey man, Ilmago and Goldust. <laughs> That's a duo. That's a duo. I'd watch. Um, Guys, we've made it to the end of the pod. Thank you so much for everyone who listens. Uh, you know, share, subscribe, uh, tell people about it. Uh, follow these uh, amazing people uh, everywhere you can. Um, Maddie D, uh, this was a good time. Uh, if you feel Great like we're time. good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. okay.